Liturgical history and changing traditions is always something of a contentious point within the Church of England. However, rather than boring you with all the details, all that I will point out is that now, the final Sunday of the liturgical year, is celebrated as the Festival of Christ the King. It highlights for us who Jesus is, and yet at the same time confronts us with the truth that who Jesus is is somewhat surprising. This sermon was delivered at St Mary's Dis for Christ the King 2021. You are listening to a sermon from the Pilgrim Path with your preacher Samuel S. Thorpe. May I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is the Christian witness, the Christian faith, and the Christian hope. But Jesus Christ, the man who stood bound before Pilate and was asked if he were the king of the Jews just hours before he was crucified upon the cross, is in fact not just the king of the Jews, but the Lord of all creation, such that at his name every knee in heaven, on earth, and under the earth should bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. This is the Christian witness, for it is not the role of the church to elevate Jesus to the throne of heaven, as if we can bestow upon him glory and honor. No, it is quite the reverse. The church acknowledges and witnesses and proclaims to what she has witnessed, that the man of Nazareth, which travelled Galilee and Judea, followed by crowds longing to hear his message, longing to be healed of their infirmities, made his way to Jerusalem with a grim determination to allow himself to be arrested and to be put to death at the will of the religious leaders. The witness of the church is that the disciples saw this and were dismayed, scattering into the darkness, even as Jesus was arrested and brought before Pilate. Pilate, trying to make sense of everything, asks Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus responds enigmatically, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. The point of this is of immeasurable significance. The kingdom of Christ is not an earthly kingdom, which he shall win militarily by defeating his enemies. The kingdom of Christ is not a political institution, wherein his success lies in the ballot box. The kingdom of Christ is not a royal inheritance, which he becomes the beneficiary of by the death or abdication of another. 
No, his kingdom is not from here. Indeed, here, he places himself squarely under the judgment of both the religious institutions and the political apparatus of the largest empire the world had seen. In effect, the whole world, that is, all of humanity represented in culture, faith, and power, had the opportunity to evaluate Jesus and treat him accordingly. In their estimation, Jesus was a problem, and that problem was to be terminated with prejudice. This is the Christian witness, that Jesus was sentenced to death upon the cross, crucified alongside two other criminals. More than this, having died, Jesus was stabbed with a spear to check that he was well and truly dead. On that day, all that was left for humanity to do, in the form of Joseph of Arimathea, acting with permission from Pilate, was to bury his body in a tomb and to block the entrance with a large stone. Thus, the only earthly kingdom Jesus was enthroned in by humanity was a glorified hole in the ground. His faithful followers fled for fear of reprisals, and with his death, their hope was gone. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here, Jesus answered Pilate. It was the love of God the Father for his only begotten Son which changed everything. It was at the will of the Father that the Holy Spirit entered the tomb and broke through the consequences of human sin and caused Christ's heart to beat with life once again. It was by the power of God that the stone was rolled away and the grave clothes exchanged for glory. The only humanity involved in the resurrection and the glorification of Jesus was his own. That is, his body, which lives forever, is the same body which was crucified for us. Thus, the Christian witness is that the kingdom of Christ is not from here, but is decidedly and uniquely the kingdom of God, a kingdom in which Jesus reigns at the right hand of God the Father Almighty in the glory of the presence of the Holy Spirit a scene which Daniel witnessed in his prophecy, saying, I saw one like a human being coming with the clouds of heaven, and he came to the Ancient One and was presented before him. To him was given dominion and glory and kingship, that all peoples, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not pass away and his kingdom is one that shall never be destroyed. This is what the disciples witnessed when they encountered the resurrected Jesus and his ascension. This is the faith which the church has treasured and preserved throughout the centuries. Jesus is Lord. And we didn't do a single thing to make him so. Yet this is a temptation that we often succumb to without even meaning to do so. 
We treat Jesus as if we have made him God. As if we have decided that we can let him be king. This is the sinful tendency towards idolatry. A last gasp attempt to pretend that we are somehow in control. Yet the kingship of Jesus is not from here, nor is it within our power to give him. He has been vindicated by his resurrection, living presently and for all eternity. Jesus is king, just as surely as water is wet, as fire burns, and as gravity exerts its pull. In truth, this is liberating. The gospel is the divine revelation of God made known to sinners, that is, to you and to I, and of the salvation which is offered to us. This salvation has been won for us. Our humanity has nothing to offer, no means by which we may earn our righteousness. But our humanity can find redemption by being united to the humanity of Jesus. This is what happens in baptism. By the presence of the Holy Spirit, God's grace overlaps our humanity with the humanness of Jesus, such that we are irrevocably identified with his eternal forgiveness of sins, so that we too might share with him in eternal life. Acknowledging Christ as Lord gives us our Christian faith, which blesses us with hope, because all that is good and true is grounded not in ourselves, but in the reality of Jesus. And so we have the confidence that we shall be raised to eternal life. We have confidence that no spiritual enemy shall prevail against us, and we trust that the Holy Spirit will supply us with patient endurance, with the strength of hope, and with freedom to love others. For when we remember that Jesus is Lord, there is no respect for what makes one person greater than another in earthly ways of thinking. Money, the presence or absence of it, is immaterial. Status, whether from class, vaccination or achievement, counts for nothing. In the kingdom, we have become brothers and sisters of Christ, co-heirs with him as children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. Therefore, let us love one another and lay aside those issues which prevent us from exercising the unity which our faith calls us to. After all, the sin which separated us from God was far more severe than the sins which separate you and I from one another. And yet for our sake, Jesus chose to give himself that we might be forgiven. This is why in the Lord's Prayer we pray, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. The kingdom, the freedom of the kingdom of God enables us to reevaluate our present circumstances and to find hope in the midst of them. When confronted with the death, passion and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
where is there room for talk of decline in the church? The kingdom of God is not from here. We can't build it here on earth by our own efforts. Nor can we judge its success by pointing to bank balances, service registers, or by criticizing clergy and volunteers as if a theatre putting on amateur productions. No, to focus on the kingdom of the Disteam ministry, or the kingdom of St. Mary's Dis, is to put the cart before the horse, the human before the divine, tea and coffee before Jesus Christ. Our only option is to ask ourselves whether we acknowledge that Jesus is, in fact, King, that at his name, every one of us should bow, and whether we're going to live in our own strength, imperfect as it is, or whether we're going to live in his strength, trusting in the power of a resurrected one who has conquered sin and death. Should we come in a short while and take the bread of communion, trusting in our own righteousness, then we shall taste the promise of Jesus' right of judgment, which we deserve on the last day. But if we're prepared to humble ourselves before Jesus as King, then when we come to his table, invited, impossible as it may seem, as children of God, we shall be fed by Christ himself, feeding on his flesh, his humanity, our only hope of eternal salvation, which shall sustain us on the remainder of our pilgrim journey through life, no matter what assault, sin, the world, or the devil may throw at the kingdom of God. So take heart, for this is the Christian witness, the Christian faith, and the Christian hope. But Christ Jesus, crucified and resurrected for us sinners, is King of heaven and earth. Amen. Amen.